Sometimes in life, you find yourself on the right side of the line. Lemon chill. <laughs> Tamale. No bless. <laughs> I reckon we can do that suicide squeeze. <laughs> I'm 38, but I just, I would say I became an adult a few years ago. But <laughs> a bald guy with sunglasses that can yeah. play the piano. And have you ever broiled a chicken? Hola, Miss yeah. Senorita Kelso. Two in the morning, she's out there. Yeah. Cayete. <laughs> now a member of the Global Ag Network. Cut and paste. Landon, that's about as good as I could do because I never could find the uh, new intro that I made a couple weeks ago. So I just had to cut and paste it out of last week's episode with Casey because you were gone somewhere doing like chicken show or something. Yeah, we're, we're, on, we're on the air, dude. <laughs> if you couldn't tell, I got to turn up Landon because he is remote again. He's on his wife's on, phone. I'm on the move. He's like, yeah. Land, this is Landon's new segment, On the Move with Landon Noland. And this I'm week... Up, I'm up here in the chopper. <laughs> I, I need to get some chopper sound effects going on, but I don't have my iPad because it's in the air seater right now, so a lot of good that's doing me. Well, uh, Landon... I'll, I'll give you your Hereford traffic report. It's, it's pretty clear out there. What, what's, the, what's it look like on the 25-mile... Oh, it's pretty empty. <laughs> no, okay. And what what about the exit there going up from the Catholic Church to uh okay, uh, Park Avenue? Do, is uh, if anybody didn't know, Hereford, Texas has a Park Avenue and it is just like New York City. But continue, Landon. Park Avenue, how's it looking? Oh, it, it might be a little Nope, nope, it's not backed up either. <laughs> it's not backed up. Oh. It's a so your commute time from Avenue K to Elm Street is what? 45 That's to 50, be about, about 47 seconds. 47 right? seconds this week. Okay. Well, it is a Tuesday and everybody's already, you know, if it was Wednesday, if it was Wednesday night and there was church traffic, it'd take another minute, minute and a half. So, uh, and that's, that's the case. That, that's just in case old man Johnson didn't get his lawnmower stuck on the side of the road again. <laughs> that's true. That's true. The, the taco Tuesday rush is, has kind of slowed down. Yeah. So. Is the, is the old Mr. Is Mr. Burgers? He's still, he's still going, isn't he? They're on yeah, Park I Avenue. Mean, yeah, man. Man, I hadn't been there, and I hadn't been there in two or three years. And I, I used to go there. I used to get a chicken dinner. I'd always say winter, winter chicken dinner when I went there. But nice. I'm, I mean, I never did get sick from there. But the place just does not look. It just does not look healthy. I mean, I knew. I realized I go to the ranch house and everything, but I mean, it's just, it's just something hard for me to get over. But uh, well, guys, we're not here to talk about Hereford traffic or Hereford, uh, the Hereford food scene. We're here to talk about. Fair or foul, and you can credit Landon Nolan for the title of this episode, but uh, I need to get some chicken sound effects in here. But once again, I don't have my damn, I don't have my iPad, and I'm talking to Landon on my iPhone, so I'm pretty much screwed either way. But maybe I can come back in and uh, do a little post-production. But uh, the the Tri-State Fair has started at... Amarillo, Texas, uh, this past Friday. We've already done our heifer showing for the week, and now we're going to show the steer here on this Saturday. So uh, we're all engaged. We're locked and loaded, as Trump would say, and we're ready to get lit. So, Landon, you you haven't made it to the fair yet, have you? No, I need to go get one of those turkey legs. That is, uh, that's after the turkey show is over, ironically enough. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. We had we so we got there 
Uh, we got there early, of course, to get set up, and the fair didn't actually officially start till like four Friday afternoon. So we kind of had to wait till the greasy. Uh, till any of the places opened up so what we finally mustered out no pun intended was a funnel cake and i got one of those like seven dollar lemonades which is pretty good even though it's mostly ice but there's a little pulp in there which i usually hate pulp but for some reason pulp and the lemonades at the fair it just i don't know it makes it feel nostalgic what's your what's your go-to food there your it is is the turkey leg pulp's pretty good oh yeah yeah the turkey leg turkey leg for sure hey brent what's the what's the name of your steer Mr. Black. Mr. Black? Yeah. That's pretty sounds pretty badass. Yeah. Well an eight year old named it, so yeah, it is pretty badass. Mm. <laughs> and we also have our heifers are Mavis and Poppy. So uh, and those are all from <laughs> cartoons. So um, and Mavis Mavis most of the time when I'm leading her it's bitch, but <laughs> whenever Bradley's leading her it's Mavis. <laughs> so her <laughs> stupid bitch, but uh anyway, we gave her a little uh, a, real, a little feel good juice when we got to the fair, so uh she was nice and calm just like everybody else does. So uh yeah, we did that, but no um but the we were both calves we had two heifers, both calves were in the same class and um the all there was a total of six calves seven calves and the other four or five calves were all cousin cutters calves so uh, and we were last and next to last behind our cousin cutters calves so um and she sells she sells by the seashore (laughs) but um we and we weren't expecting to do really good we had some green calves but uh we were behind old cousin cutter cutter and he got reserve angus and then he got uh, got behind the the champion Angus won the overall, and then the champion Hereford won the reserve overall. So uh, not a great start as far as placing, but we got them showed, and that's really what we were counting on our first first road out of the gate, uh, first show out of the gate for those two heifers. So uh, we got Mister Black showing this weekend, and we're looking to if we don't get classed out, we're looking to score some points. So uh, he's uh, he's a little stubborn, but uh, he's a uh, he's a good old calf, and he just he just wants to go to the. He just wants to go to the hay, the hay ring. So well, we've got that. But uh, as we were in the in our off time, of course, we went and looked at a couple of the deals at the fair, and uh, we always have to go see the goats, the lambs, and of course, the chickens. And these aren't your run of the mill laying hen chickens. No, these are mutants from space. These are chickens you never see, even in the movies, even on National Geographic. These come from some science fiction movie. And Landon, the one that topped it all off. This chicken had a bare neck, like there was no feathers, like his neck was probably, what, two inches long, and there was an inch wide space where there was no feathers, and that was part of his name, was a bare-necked something, something, it was like a, it was like a Muslim name, he had like six or seven names, but it was the bare-necked blah, blah, blah chicken, and um, he, and apparently this was best in his breed because he was on display and um, not only that, but they had a chicken that looked just like the mean-looking cockfighting chicken from a uh, little Jerry Seinfeld episode. <laughs> this dude had the big old curled around. Uh, <laughs> it looked like he's got a glove on its head. <laughs> but uh, he had the big white feathers. He looked like a mean son of a bitch, dude. I'm here to tell you right now. And um, but they had then there was about three or four cages of ducks and uh, they were like, oh, they were about the size of quail. They were mini ducks. So um, and then there was a lot of the Bantam roosters and all those good stuff. But Landon kind of made me um, look some of this stuff up and some of the favorite uh, chicken breeds. So you've got Landon. Did you, now, did you have to identify 
chickens in ag class back in high school? No, no, never. Did you take ag in high school? I should I should back up a little I bit. My, I took it my senior year, and all we did was sit there for six weeks, and at the end of six weeks, the teacher would say, all right, put down put down what grades you think you should get. You can't all put 100. So, <laughs> so I just put 100 anyway. And yeah. <laughs> go full did you get it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sweet. sweet. There's guys in there that put down like 90. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't want to get, if they got into the top 5%, then their parents would start expecting something from them. So yeah. <laughs> they didn't want to I get, know. you know, you if you set that bar high, then all of a sudden you're expected to uh, get it. You know, you're supposed to surpass it all the time. So a few chickens here, Landon. You've got the Campine. You've got the uh, Sarama. Everybody knows the Sarama, the Polish. Now, this Polish chicken looks like a showgirl in about 1940s Las Vegas, in the Las Vegas uh, cabaret line. It's got the big freaking feathers on the top of the head, and um, he looks like he's better than you. Then you go down to the old English game. He's a little more of a con- uh, Kentucky fried chicken. He's more of a regular-looking chicken. Then you get down to the Rhode Island red. Now, everybody knows the Rhode Island red. He's got the kind of maroonish, brownish maroon color, and he's got the red, war- what do you call it, the warbler or whatever you call it. And then he and he's got they got a picture of this guy and he's just strutting like a big bastard. And then you got a Seabright, you got a Kubalaya, and this is more of a cockfighting looking chicken. He's the picture of this chicken. He's got him. He's kind of the same color as a Rhode Island red, but then he's got some two tone black. He's kind of like got some pheasant colors in there. He's got that little green, and then he's got the black, big black tail feathers. And then you've got there's a lot of these the Cockins. I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's from the Shanghai province of China. And then you get down into, I didn't know there was a Bramer chicken, but they have, and it might be Brahma chicken, but I didn't see any hump on the back of the neck of that Brahma chicken. So um, then you got a Java, and then you got the Dutch Bantam, and then the Langshan. Now, the Silver Phoenix definitely looks like a cockfighting chicken. And then you get down to the ads where um, most people never notice the giant blooper in this iconic Gilligan's Island scene, and it's got... um, Marianne and Ginger in their swimsuit outfits in the picture. And of course, you click on the side and you never see that picture. So <laughs> those, oh, those are the ads. I fall, I fall for that all the damn time. Click. I'm just a click baiting. Uh, it's just too easy to get over on me. Well, Landon, uh, I didn't. We're going to talk about this in the second segment. So we're going to get out of here. But uh, we've done our fair part. Well, I guess we've done our foul part for that matter. But foul, foul part two. Peeing in public. We're going to cover the do's, the don'ts, and what Landon's neighbor did. All that and more on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Do you hear that? That's not just the sound of an oncoming storm, but the end of the world. Our climate has been crying out to us for the last 100 years. The last 100 years in a 13 billion year existence. And yes, it's all because of us. In the last point, like one millionth of a percent of the time the Earth has been around. The climate is shifting and it's all our fault. And nobody is doing anything to stop it. Well, we here at the Eco Support Group are here to talk, to share, and to sing to each other their climate worries 
And we are currently in the middle of creating, building an underground shelter where we will be able to live for two weeks because that's all nature can preserve our foods for because we refuse to use petroleum preservatives and any other artificial flavorings for our asparagus. Yes, two weeks is all it will take until everyone dies after the last icicle of Greenland melts and submerges Mount Everest. It'll be like freaking Kevin Costner out there with gills on his ears. We all know that movie was a flop, don't we? Eco support groups. We're here to hold your hand. And a proud sponsor of the Dryline Farmer podcast. Hey, Capron. Breathe in. Breathe out, Bato. Yeah, no, not to your culo, Bato, to your nose. Hey, hey, Bato. This is uh, Reina Ricardo. And then, as many of Dryland Farmer podcast. And with the rest uh, well, what though? I mean, there's really nothing to report. I mean, the clouds kind of like build in the afternoon, and then like by like five o'clock they all paper out. Yeah, you know, what? I put a Spanish spin on that, but though, hey, it's like beautiful out. It's like paper out. Yeah, nah, nah. Hey, but yeah, it's pretty boring. Whatever, it's gonna be like 90 and then like the upper 80s. I don't know. It probably be to like Christmas or whatever. And maybe it'll get into like I don't know the upper 70s or whatever. And you can like put on a stocking and you know bring around a rosy. And, Wait, no, it's a Christmas tree or whatever. I don't know. It's that Arbolita or something, eh? But the, nonetheless, yeah, pretty, don't be expecting no rain. And I know you're kind of probably starting to want to cut corn or whatever. And you may not even want the rain no more because, I mean, at this point, I mean, you're kind of like, you know, like throw your hands up in the air like you just don't care or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of... That's just kind of life sometimes, Wato, but I promise you it'll get wet again sometime and then you'll be all happy and like in a good mood or whatever. But I thought this week, uh, this week's sponsor hits, it, it's really close to my heart, Wato. I've become a member like here in the last, just like the last couple of weeks. It's a, it's a support group for all you climate people out there who think the world is just going to come to an end in like 12 years and like that. There's going to be like avalanches of like swarms of bees or whatever and like, I don't know, like, monsters are gonna, like, the climate monsters are gonna come off of Greenland or whatever and, like, jump in the water and that's how it's gonna, like, flood out Florida and, like, lower California or whatever. And it's kind of funny that all these rich people are, like, building on the, uh, on these coasts still, you know, and it's supposed to be underwater in, like, 12 years, but Hey, Eco Support Group, Bato, we are here to hold your hand for something that probably will never happen. Bato, this is Reina Ricardo, David Serio. Well, uh, thanks, Ricardo. That was a once again very uninformative po- uh, podcast, uninformative forecast with a whole lot of commentary. So, uh, yeah, appreciate it. But we'll keep you on the payroll nonetheless. Hey, everybody, it's time for Foul Part Two on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Landon can't hear this right now, but that's just a pretty damn catchy little jingle right there. Well, uh, this really was not going to be the entire episode or at least the main part of the episode, but Landon had a, a, I don't know what you call it, a run-in or um, I don't know, but I'll let Landon um, elaborate on the episode that took place. But uh, there's uh, certain taboos that some men have uh, just decided to ignore or just decided to uh, take part in and just to hell with society, and that is... Doing your business 
going number one in the public arena. And um, since I live out in the country, I get away with it, especially at nighttime. I can go out in my damn front yard if I want to because everybody is driving 75 to 85 miles an hour past my house, and I've got a whole bunch of trees, and at nighttime, I've got a whole bunch of darkness. So uh, that... I do it a lot of time when I'm leaving your house. Well, no wonder I got that crappy spot. I've been fertilizing the piss out of that thing, and it turns out I'm burning the shit out of it. I've been I've been watering the piss out of it. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Well, Landon, okay. all right, we're going to sit back, put our feet up, and listen to the encounter you had with your cowboy neighbor. Take it away. So I was – holy crap, there's a skunk. Anyway, I was walking – we go on a lot of walks in the afternoons me and the dog and the, and the kiddo. And so a while back, my dog got attacked by, a, I think, a German shepherd and got tore up pretty good. That was fun. So we're a little bit weary. And so we were close to that same street. I think we were one street over, and we were walking down, doing our thing, getting our strut on. And um, there's this blue healer sitting at the back of a pickup, staring at us, sitting on the ground. And so we kind of freeze. I get the pepper spray out, get ready get ready to go dog the bounty hunter on it. Huh. There's another skunk. I've seen like three skunks on my farm tonight. Anyway, anyway, uh, so I'm kind of figuring out what I'm going to do next with this dog as it's looking at us. Um, I see these two feet from underneath the pickup on the other side by the driver's side door. So I'm like, oh, maybe I can shout at this guy and he'll get his dog. Well, all of a sudden you see this like stream of water coming down, hitting the hitting his hitting the driveway in the front yard. Dude is peeing <coughs> in his in his driveway in his front yard for all the world to see, with his front door with his driver's side door open, just just peeing right. I mean, it's splashing all over him. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's kind of kind of impressive too. But so what what age is this guy? I never saw his face. I would say. <laughs> what did you see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see where. I only saw where it started. I didn't I see, see where. It did. where <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't see anything um, other than his feet, and I'm glad we didn't because it looked like he wore a size 14 shoe. So uh oh, that could have been traumatic for that the kiddo. Been. And but, for you. Uh, no, I'd say this guy was probably in his late 20s, early 30s. Oh yeah. Okay. When when we finally did walk by, we could hear him, hear him talking. Just sitting, there. and maybe it wasn't his house because I never saw him go in. But which would be worse? So after a little shouting match with his dog and kind of shouting at him, to which he never heard because he was talking on the phone, we finally made it. We're finally allowed to pass unscathed, and uh, that was that. Dude's got a pee stain in his driveway. You know, it's amazing what that thing, what that thing, it is amazing what that thing will get. It is amazing what that thing will do. Those you know, things will do all kinds of stuff. You know, I want to do, if, if I did dirty comedy, I would totally write a bit. You know how um, if you if somebody's a big weakling or something, you call them the P word. And if they're uh, like a hard ass or something, you call them the D word. Well, um, really, in all honesty, those two things could not be further from the par- further apart from the truth because... <laughs> Whenever whenever it gets cold, the D word goes hunting for the hills, and when it gets hot, it's kind of dangling out. It doesn't really do much, and the P word delivers babies and takes. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've got a whole bit I could write, but uh, you know, it's just yeah. it's not family friendly. So, but uh, anyway, yeah, that, that one might get us the old illicit rating. Yeah, it might get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I put it on myself, so you know, 
Yeah, that's how that works. But uh, anyway, it's amazing. If you if you number one in your driveway, it's amazing to stand and leave for a little while. Um, on pavement, nonetheless. And um, don't want to get too graphic there, but you don't forget where you went for a few days after that. So uh, Because there's a little reminder. And, um, and since we're kind of on the subject, our, our dog's gotten a little dog knot again a couple of days ago. I heard some yelping from the back uh, from the backyard and went around to look and they were tied at the <laughs> they were literally they were literally tied at the hip again and um, I guess it didn't last too long because they got separated fairly quick after that but uh, I have never ever seen that before until these two dogs showed up and these are little not wiener dogs <laughs> but um, they're little wiener. mini Aussies so uh, one of them's a wiener dog but uh, in the in the Sounds literal like. yeah in the literal sense and the female well no the male's fixed too and I still don't I don't still don't get how that works, but uh, nonetheless, uh, they got all tied up. But yeah, you know. So talking about that, you know, guys have gotten. It seems like they've gotten a lot more liberal about where they're going to go pee in and everything. And uh, so I've, you know, at golf scrambles. Let, let's just start there. Golf scrambles after not even like after two or three beers. After the first beer, and these especially these old guys, which old guys, I don't blame. I mean. They ain't going to make it to the nearest tree anyway, so they're just going to get out of the side of their car. But these young guys, you know, anybody under what? When do you start having prostate problems, Landon? 40? I hope not. Oh, maybe 50. I not. Uh, maybe 50 I, or 60. But I, you're think, I, I think once the seal breaks, it, it's all fair game. Yeah, uh-huh. there's there's just shaking. It's, not, it's all over but the shaking at that point. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, you know, I, I do my best, you know, because everybody – knows that all most all men do that you know especially if there's beer going on that you go try to find a nice solid you know five uh, four three or four foot elm tree uh you know in uh, diameter not in height yeah. but in diameter and you try to gauge where the wind's going and you try to you know see where all the audiences are and especially to see if there's any women around and you try to uh, get yourself uh, you try to get the tree between yourself and other eyes especially especially female eyes and um, as the day goes on during the golf scramble, the smaller and the smaller the trees are required to get this task done. Because by the end of the day, people are these guys, dudes are standing behind tumbleweeds, thinking that this is going to hide their manhood and it's going to keep them, you know, from getting a uh, indecent exposure charge filed against them. And um, tree that looks like charlie brown's christmas yeah exactly you know and that's after it's already leaning over so you know i mean guys stop having any shame about that and i just i can't do it for just for the simple fact of stage fright if i see some people you know trying to putt out or whatever and they can you know hear it splattering i just i can't get it going it's just it's just a personal problem i have that i have to take care of so Maybe yeah, it's a good I mean, problem for some people to have. For me, it's the same. It's the same thing when I'm when I'm hitting my driver. If I see people close by, it's all over. Yeah, that Pretty stage fright. What What's the worst place you've ever seen somebody do number one on the golf course? <sighs> Let's see. Well, I don't know if there's a worse spot. Um, if you're most, most inappropriate. Most inappropriate. I'm pretty sure I've got you beat on this one. Well, I mean, outside of, you know, most the like the least inconspicuous. They'll just like step out of the cart and just like drop anchor and let her rip. Yeah. And I'm like, I just met this guy like five holes ago and he's already dropping anchor, you know, right next to me. He's not even like getting back where the bags are, you know, and trying to block the wind or whatever. He's just letting her rip. So I, I, I'm, I'm scared to know maybe what. 
Maybe I should have sh- shook his hand earlier. <laughs> his hand's awful warm. Uh, so what? So tell me yours. What's your story? So I was golfing with some buddies, and one of my one of my country country based buddies that'll remain nameless. There's Jason. Four of us golfing, and I look back, and he is peeing on the number fifteen green. Oh my gosh! As we're leaving the green, oh. and so I call him out on it, and just that's two strokes, Jason. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More than two strokes. <laughs> no. You're playing with it. Yeah. You don't. You don't get a mulligan. That's, that's was, not a place to use your mulligan. He was. Was he peeing in the cup? No, he wasn't in the cup. He was just on the green. Okay. I was kind of embarrassed. As was he, luckily nobody was around. Was this in Hartford? Yeah. Oh man, no wonder that green breaks away from the creek. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know why that one died. Yeah. Uh-huh. Too much. Too much urea. Geez, yeah. on the green. No, I've never seen anybody on the green. I thought you might. I thought you were fixing to say maybe on the driving range or maybe on the tee box or something. But I didn't even think about the green. Anybody? Why was he pretty lit? I don't think so. I just don't think he cared. I don't think it really registered well, with him. But I was really hoping that he was really drunk because a guy sober doing that—that's a problem, big time yeah, problem. I mean, the, the golf etiquette on ping on the course is pretty much keep it off the fairway or greens and yeah. tee box and you're, you're okay. I play croquet out there. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you've been pitching so low for you. So the side of the road, this is another common occurrence that many people see, especially with if you've got little folks with you and you're driving down the highway. Now, I'll go ahead and reveal our way. The way we do it, with because we got two boys, so we've got it pretty easy. You know, I don't know what how you do it with these little girls, but... Our little fellers, all we do is we stick them out the side of the pickup or the Suburban and we and whatever side they get out on, which I guess would be the passenger side since you're on the highway, you open the front door and you open the back door and you create a little nice outhouse for them and you just tell them, do not pee on the door pocket and we're cool. You can even pour, uh, you can even pour, you can even pee on the foot, re- on the uh, running boards and we, we're okay because there's... Chances are there's probably mud or dirt kind of wedged up in behind that front tire, and it needs to get knocked off and loose. So, uh, and you know, any and you, if anybody's had little boys, they know that any boy under the age of ten year old has got the power of a pressure washer when it comes to their flowage. So that's what wow. we do with our little fellers, and that's I actually I didn't learn to or thinking to do that until I had the little fellers. So I do that for myself if I'm on out on the highway somewhere in light traffic. If there's very much traffic, I try to find the first county road I can do, uh, find, and go about, I don't know, 100, 200 yards. And I know people still know what I'm doing, but at least I'm making a good effort. So uh, that's the strategy I have. I don't even know what they do with the with the little daughters. Oh, uh, I don't have to worry about that yet. But yeah, I guess that's sure true. We'll, You're still sure a little we'll small out. for that. Yeah. So at the nighttime, it's not that bad. You just jump out and do a little, do a little gardening at night. But right, yeah, and um, it seems like I swear I've seen two or three people doing, doing, doing it in the headlights of their vehicle. I'm like, gosh. I know there's a dick joke in there about how big it is, but do you really need your headlights to find it? This guy could find <laughs> his ass with two hands. <laughs> this guy couldn't find his wiener in the dark. That should be the new <laughs> saying. For goodness sakes, take off your high beams. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if you're oncoming, you want those high beams because you want yeah, it to blind true. you because you don't want to be able to see what yeah. the, this guy's got yeah, uh, offering up. Anyway, so another another thing that always grossed me out was, I mean, of course, I was, I guess I was a college kid, so I thought it was kind of funny, but 
even even in a drunken state at the bar and even if it's a hot chick if this chick comes into the men's bathroom she's got to pee because god knows there's a line at the women's bathroom but it, that's not even the big deal the big yeah, deal they go, they go they go two or three at a time don't they yeah they go yeah they go in posses yeah yeah um for lack of <laughs> if we're changing out valves but um ooh, he just got <laughs> caught stealing yeah um but but for some reason they always came in the bathroom barefooted barefooted at midnight rodeo in the bathroom in the men's bathroom women's bathrooms one thing because there's not any splatter they're having to worry about but god knows drunk dudes are freaking all standing at the urinals just splattering away yeah they're probably lucky if they're even hitting the hitting the can yeah and uh, I mean, I, I realize that um, I realize that urine is sterile and everything, but I mean, come on, it stinks. It's somebody's waste, gross. And I don't well, care. At, you know, at least you know those are the girls that don't have athletes' foot. Uh, oh, yeah, I guess is it a disinfectant? That's what they always say. If you have athletes' foot, pee on your foot in the shower. No, that's if you get stung by a jellyfish. No, it's athletes' foot. Well, I know it's jellyfish too. It's probably crabs also. But I'm <laughs> so I'm not even gonna go there. Yeah. If you got crabs, you hold it up against your when you're peeing, so it splashes back and gets rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so did you, did you? You came across that, I'm sure, didn't you, Landon? The uh, chick in the I've bar never, with no I've never shoes seen on. A, seen a shoeless girl in the bathroom in the men's room in the midnight rodeo. Oh man, well you weren't there on Thursday nights apparently because and it I, took place. It was a rare occurrence, but it happened. I would have been all, I would have been all over that one. That that would be one girl I wouldn't be afraid to talk to. Yeah. So what you doing later tonight? <laughs> Can I rub your feet? <laughs> I'm, sure, some, I'm sure at some point I'd be like, me? What about you? <laughs> Walking barefoot in the men's room. Oh man, talk about no. I don't know if it, you hope they're. I mean, you hope they're. You hope they're drunk. I mean, it's, I hope it's sober. I, I don't know if I would pick up my wallet in the men's room if it fell on the floor. <laughs> I don't know. I would say I if know why I'd have my wallet out in the men's room, I uh, hope there would be, you know, uh, I don't know. I know it. That's it pretty gross. Pretty, it was pretty gross in there. I went so before I went to the money clip. I was always had the I had the tall wallet, you know, where it was like I don't know the length of it, like a pencil. I don't know to give you a frame of reference. Those not the short ones, but the long ones where it'd stick out of the top of the back of your your back pocket. If I had to go, is that back when size mattered? <laughs> I guess not. But um, I, if I had to really do some serious business at a bathroom, I would take it out and I would lay it up on top of the toilet toilet paper dispenser because I knew if that thing was falling, unless there was a unless I was really far from home, that thing was getting flushed because there ain't no way I'm going snorkeling for that thing. But oh, unfortunately, gosh. it never happened. It got close, but uh, fortunately, it never took a dive. So yeah, so I have the money clip in the pocket, so the front pocket now, so. That's right, Devorah. That's right. You'll learn it as you is it when you get to college that uh, you keep your stuff in your pockets. Well, guys, we are we we really don't want to belabor the fact of number one, but uh, we're going to get out of here nonetheless and uh, try to keep this thing a little shorter than we had the last couple of weeks, even though we've had some good material. But uh, we hope uh, Landon will be here in the uh, flesh next week here in his seat. It's starting to get a little spider web on it, so uh, yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be back. You'll be back from the World Series of softball here uh, after this coming week. So, uh, speaking, of, speaking of 
speaking of the World Series, how about those sod poodles, Brent? That's winning the, winning the Texas League. So is there anything after that, or is that the end? No, they're done. They're, they're done. done. They don't have like a, a National World Series? No, I think that's it. I think that's... That's that's all that's all she wrote. How do you think a sod poodle celebrates? I guess he just goes down in his hole. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know if they, do they give him belt buckles. I don't know what they give him. It'd be nice to know if they uh, gave him some kind of ring or something, a sod poodle well, ring. When you when you play double A baseball, you probably get like a like a ten day break, and then it's back to a full time work trying to get up to the show. <laughs> yeah, or it's back to the drive through at Starbucks yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Here, why don't you go? Why don't you go rest and relax for about ten minutes, and then get your ass back up here and get to work? <laughs> yeah, the spring training it, it it starts in freaking November, so yeah, it's uh that's got to be a hard life because man, you're yeah. you may work your whole life and still not make that major league debut. But I read, I read a book on some guys like in the minor leagues, and this one guy he would go home in the winter and and he would he would work a job, and then he would go up to the local junior high and just train nonstop. Just, wow. Trying to trying to get trying to get better. I guess I've never wanted anything that bad. <laughs> I guess not. At least not that physical, anyway. I'm I'm still. I mean, we practice pretty hard for our slow pitch. So now I'm just. Kidding. Yeah, right. No, yeah. I, I, I can't imagine. No, the uh, and not the not knowing and everything. It's just uh, man, that's got to be a tough hey. tough mindset hey, to be Brent, in. Brent, I'm gonna get out of here. I got a rattlesnake on the road, so I'll uh, I'll talk to you here in a bit. All right, dude. Well, shake a leg and uh, don't take a leak right there, and you'll be fine. All right, we'll see you. All right, we'll see you, man. Well, guys, that's uh, all she wrote because Landon's signing off, and um, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sign off. So until next time, everybody, that that's him cutting off if you couldn't hear that. But uh, nonetheless, we hope everybody has a safe and happy harvest and a profitable harvest, and um, hopefully you weren't in an October-December hog spread this week because if you were and you were long it, you were wrong it. And until next time, everybody, we'll say and ask you. I always, I always get it backwards. we got to ask you because it's a question. What side of the line are you on? The Dryline Farmer Podcast brought to you by Eco Support Groups. The world is ending, and it's all your fault. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, a member of the Global Ag Network, all rights reserved, 2019.